This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. This week in security news. On seven occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. Most important for this report. On Monday, Alert USA subscribers were informed of a forthcoming announcement by the UK's Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, warning that the Islamist terror threat was, quote, most severe and rising with the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda both plotting attacks. During her presentation on Tuesday, Braverman warned that the UK now faces a domestic terrorist threat which, quote, is less predictable and harder to detect and investigate. Speaking about the British government's newly published counterterrorism strategy known as Contest, which was updated for the first time in five years, Braverman said that terrorism was now a persistent and evolving threat mainly from Islamist terrorist groups overseas. She continued, stating that terrorist groups have been operating in an environment where technology provides both opportunity and risk to their counterterrorism efforts. As of March of this year, Islamic terrorism accounted for, quote, approximately 67% of attacks since 2018, about three-quarters of MI5's caseload, and 64% of those in custody for terrorism-connected offenses. The contest report also states that the accelerating availability of new technologies and online platforms provides both opportunity and risk. According to the UK's internal security service, MI5, the current terrorism threat to the UK stands at substantial, meaning, in their words, an attack is likely. Shifting over to the conflict in Eastern Europe. This week, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs General Mark Milley hosted the 14th meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contact Group, where representatives of each nation supporting Ukraine gather to strategize. Here's General Milley providing a brief conflict update. For more than 500 days, Russia has continued their illegal war, while Ukrainians have stood strong in the face of Russia's unprovoked attacks and are an inspiration to all free nations. Russia's war of choice, Russia's war of aggression, is a frontal assault on the rules-based international order that has prevented great power war for the last eight consecutive decades. It is not only an illegal war of aggression, it's also an unnecessary war against a country that presented no military threat to Russia. An unnecessary, unjust, illegal war of aggression for more than 500 days. And yet, the Ukrainian people have demonstrated their extraordinary determination to remain free, freedom they have known for the last 30 years. They fight with grit and tenacity exhibiting a profound spirit of resistance and resilience. As Ukraine continues its counteroffensive, we are reminded that real war is not war on paper. Real war is unpredictable. It's filled with fear and fog and friction. Real war is brutal. Crucible of combat is enormous costs in terms of killed, wounded, displaced persons and refugees. And yet, despite the enormous costs, the Ukrainians are advancing steadily and deliberately, braving brutal and bloody battles to reclaim their homeland. As we publicly said weeks ago, this offensive will be slow, it'll be difficult, and it'll come at a high cost. This battle continues as the Ukrainians fight through dense minefields and obstacles, while a robust Ukrainian reserve force lies in wait to be committed at the optimal time and place of Ukrainian choosing. The Ukrainian contact group's assistance to Ukraine goes beyond mere words or symbolic gestures. We are committed to helping them where it matters most. Collectively, the coalition has trained 17 brigade combat teams for this offensive and more than 63,000 troops. 
And the United States alone has trained 15,000 of those with more training ongoing. Training has included individual non-commissioned officers and officers and staff training, along with artillery, air defense artillery, engineers, logistics, medical, and of course, putting it all together in combined arms maneuver at night. This training has developed tangible skills that have helped create capable Ukrainian leaders and units that are having a measurable impact on the battlefield today. The United States additionally recently announced an additional security package of up to $800 million. This latest security assistance package includes substantial provision of additional artillery munitions to include HIMARS and air defense weapons such as Patriot missiles. It also includes a broad range of artillery systems and munitions, anti-armor munitions, precision aerial munitions, demolitions, and various other supplies that are necessary to keep Ukraine in the fight. In combination, this training and equipment enables Ukraine to have the capacity and the capability to defend itself. U.S. security assistance to Ukraine now totals over $40, million, $40 billion, which sends a very clear message. As President Biden, Secretary Austin, and the various heads of all the nation states in support of Ukraine at Vilnius stated, we stand firm in our ironclad commitment to provide practical support to Ukraine as it continues to defend its independence, sovereignty, territorial integrity within its internationally recognized borders. The Vilnius summit communique said, quote, we reaffirm our unwavering solidarity with the government and the people of Ukraine in their heroic defense of their nation, their land, and our shared values. As President Biden said, quote, our commitment to Ukraine will not weaken. Listeners are reminded that Ukraine plays a crucial role in the global food supply. Nations around the world are dependent on the wheat, corn, barley, and seed oils coming out of Ukraine's farmland. In just a few examples, Moldova and Lebanon import more than 80% of their wheat consumed in their countries from Ukraine. Qatar, 81%. Tunisia, Libya, and Pakistan, just under 50%. Prior to the Russian invasion, 98% of Ukraine's grain exports were transported by ships via the Black Sea to the Med and out to the world's oceans. During the first several months of Russia's invasion, Ukrainian shipping was cut off, impacting global food security. In response, the UN brokered the Black Sea Grains Initiative, which facilitated exports of grains from three ports in Ukraine to Turkey, from which it would then be moved to global destinations. While far from an ideal solution, grain was moving, albeit below, pre-war volumes. Fast forward to last weekend, Russia formally ended participation in the Grain Initiative following last week's bombing of the Kerch Bridge connecting the occupied Crimean Peninsula to mainland Russia. On Wednesday, Alert USA subscribers were informed of a statement issued by the Russian Ministry of Defense. Quote, In connection with the termination of the Black Sea Initiative and the curtailment of the Maritime Humanitarian Corridor, from midnight Moscow time on July 20th, all ships heading to Ukrainian ports in the Black Sea waters will be considered as potential carriers of military cargo. Accordingly, the flag countries of such vessels will be considered involved in Ukrainian conflict on the side of the Kiev regime. In addition, a number of sea areas in the northwestern and southeastern parts of the international waters of the Black Sea have been declared temporarily dangerous for navigation. Appropriate informational warnings about the withdrawal of safety guarantees for seafarers were issued in accordance with established procedure. Unquote. Following the Ministry of Defense statement, over the last 48 hours, Russia has conducted long-range missile attacks on grain storage and transfer facilities in Ukraine's three primary ports, completely eliminating the possibility of restarting the Green Initiative anytime soon. Further, Russia is reported to have deployed additional mines in the sea lanes leading to Ukraine's ports. 
In response to Russia's actions, late Thursday, Ukraine's defense ministry said it would now consider all ships traveling to Russian ports and Ukrainian ports on the Black Sea that are occupied by Moscow as potential carriers of military cargo from Friday, July 21st at midnight. The impact of all of this has been immediate, with grain prices skyrocketing on world markets. Now, why is any of this of importance to threat journal readers? Because when grain prices rise around the world, instability follows and things get noisy. As an example, the last time wheat prices more than doubled, violent uprisings occurred in Egypt, Tunisia, Lebanon, and Syria. While not necessarily the primary cause of those uprisings, a hungry population is dangerous. And while we are still discussing the Middle East, on Thursday, Alert USA subscribers were informed that the Pentagon had ordered the deployment of a portion of the Bataan Amphibious Readiness Group to the Central Command area of responsibility due to Iran's increasing threat in the Straits of Hormuz and the surrounding waters. In recent weeks, Iran has attempted to seize at least two oil tankers near the Straits. These forces will join other recently approved forces comprised of F-35s, F-16s, and a guided missile destroyer. Shifting over to the Korean Peninsula, the U.S., Japanese, and South Korean militaries said Thursday that North Korea had fired two ballistic missiles over the Sea of Japan on Wednesday following the arrival of the Ohio-class nuclear ballistic missile submarine USS Kentucky at a port in Busan, South Korea. This was the first visit of a U.S. submarine to South Korea in four decades. In a statement carried by the Korean Central News Agency, North Korea's Defense Minister Kang Sun-nam said that the deployment of U.S. aircraft carriers, bombers, or missile submarines in South Korea may fall under the conditions of the use of nuclear weapons specified in North Korean law. Kang continued, saying that the North would approve the use of nuclear weapons, quote, in case nuclear attack is launched against it, or it is judged that the use of nuclear weapons against it is imminent. Turning back to the home front, once again, listeners are reminded that the Department of Homeland Security has a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin in effect, warning that lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and personal grievances continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. Quoting from the bulletin, both domestic violent extremists and those associated with foreign terrorist organizations continue to attempt to motivate supporters to conduct attacks in the homeland, including through violent extremist messaging and online calls for violence. In the coming months, factors that could mobilize individuals to commit violence include their perceptions of the 2024 general election cycle and legislative or judicial decisions pertaining to sociopolitical issues. The bulletin continues, quote, Likely targets of potential violence include U.S. critical infrastructure, faith-based institutions, schools, racial and ethnic minorities, and government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement. Caution and vigilance are urged. Links to the full NTAS bulletin can be found in the weekly threat journal email newsletter. Next up, in travel security news, in addition to the terrorism warning from the UK Home Secretary discussed earlier, Alert USA subscribers intending to travel to Europe in the coming months really need to be on top of their security game, regardless of where you are headed. While it would be politically incorrect for US embassies to warn citizens over the topic, destinations such as Sweden, Finland, England, the Netherlands, Portugal, Belgium, Greece, Germany, and France are experiencing dramatic spikes in migrant gang violence, mass brawls, looting, and general lawlessness. And the problem there, like in the U.S., is only getting worse. In related news, on Tuesday of this week, Alert USA subscribers were informed of a security alert issued by the U.S. Embassy in South Africa warning American citizens in-country to be prepared for sustained rolling blackouts. The grid problems come from years of underinvestment in generation and transmission infrastructure, poor management, widespread theft of coal and diesel, multiple corruption scandals, and the list goes on. Now everything is breaking down. 
Quoting from the Embassy Alert, these blackouts can impact safety, water availability, cell phone service, fuel pumps, and therefore fuel availability at service stations, residential security features, traffic lights and street lighting, ATM availability, and the food supply. Accordingly, the Embassy is advising American citizens to have a communication plan ready to go if there is no power or limited power, as well as a seven-day supply of non-perishable food, three liters of drinking water per person per day, medicines, as well as hygiene and first aid supplies. Alert USA also once again reminds listeners of a U.S. State Department worldwide caution currently in effect, warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. With all this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders to include Mexico and the Caribbean are strongly encouraged to check out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, it is also highly useful to check out the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination as the content of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the U.S. mission in your destination country. All of these resources are easy, they're free, and considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of these tools. If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 22, 2023.